Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduh wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد Today's khutbah is inspired by a verse that I came across this week that I was learning of and I want to share a a benefit that I took from this verse because of its importance and its relevance to each and every single one of us. The verse when Allah Azza wa Jal narrates to us when the angels were speaking to Maryam alayha salam إِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَا مَرْيَمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُبَشِّرُكِ بِكَلِمَةٍ مِّنْهُ اسْمُهُ الْمَسِيحُ عِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمْ وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ And mention when the angel said to Maryam, Indeed, Allah gives you a glad tiding and a word from him whose name is the Masih, Isa, the son of Maryam. وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ He is distinguished, honored, and a man of status in this world and the next. وَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ And he is amongst those that are brought near to Allah Azza wa Jal. وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ It is these words that I want to focus on. And that I want to share with you a benefit. Now you can probably find many benefits, but I only want to share with you a specific viewpoint that some of the scholars of Tafsir gave. The honoring and the elevation and the status of Isa alayhi salam in this realm, in this world, is known. He's a prophet. And he's from the elite of prophets, from Ulul Azmi min al-Rusul. And he was selected for a revelation from all of Bani Israel. Allah Azza wa Jal chose him and honored, honored him to receive revelation. And he was given the miracles that were sent with him. All these are signs of elevation and honoring. But the question is, because now we understand wajihan fi dunya, what's wajihan fi al-akhirah? 
Because Isa alayhi salam, like all the other prophets and messengers, he has his status with Allah Azza wa Jal and his elevation and his honoring in the hereafter. But it was only he that was singled out with this description, Wajihan fi dunya wal akhirah. So we must look a bit deeper to find what is meant, or what may be meant by this verse, and what we can extract of meaning. And to do that, we look in the Quran and we say, Did Allah Azza wa Jal use this word, Wajih, which we will describe in a, in a moment, or we'll come to understand what it means? Allah did use this word. He used it to describe another prophet, the prophet, of, the prophet Musa alayhi salam. Allah Azza wa Jal says regarding Musa alayhi salam, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, la takunu kalladhina adaw Musa, fabarra'ahu Allahu mimma qalu, wa kana indallahi wajiha. Pay attention to this word. And pay attention to what is mentioned in this verse. O oh, you who believe, do not be like those who abused and accused and harmed Musa alayhi salam. Then Allah cleared him from what they harmed him with and accused him and abused him with. And he in the sight of Allah azza wa jal was distinguished. He was honored. He was elevated. And he was a man of status. So there's a direct relation and correlation between what Bani Israel said, what they accused and abused and harmed Musa with, and this word waji. So what did they say? What did they harm Musa alayhi salam with? What did they accuse him of? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam tells us, Bani Israel used to shower together, naked. They used to see each other. As for Musa alayhi salam, he used to cover. He used to shower alone because he had shyness and modesty. So Bani Israel accused him and harmed him. And they said that he only covers and showers alone because of a defect in his body. There's something he's covering that he doesn't want to show us. Whether it's a physical defect or a skin, an issue with his skin, leprosy and so on and so forth. There's something he's covering that he does not want us to see. Now Musa alayhi salam with his status between Bani Israel, his honor and his prestige, he's the prophet of Allah azza wa jal. He is kalimullah. Allah wanted to preserve this prestige for him. Allah wanted to preserve this status and this elevation because he was distinguished with Allah. So once Musa alayhi salam set out to have a shower alone and he put his clothes on a stone Allah Azza wa Jal ordered this stone to run away. And so it did. Musa alayhi salam chased this stone calling it, O oh stone, my clothes, my clothes, O oh stone. Until he was exposed to some of Bani Israel. And they seen, they seen Musa alayhi salam naked. And they realized that he had no defect. And they said, by Allah, Musa has got no defect in his body. And they discovered that he was the best of those that Allah Azza, Allah Azza wa Jal created. Musa alayhi salam and his prestige was preserved by Allah Azza wa Jal because of his status with Allah. 
because of his status with Allah. They said that he has a defect. And he didn't have a defect. All he was, was they had shyness and modesty and he was pure to Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah wanted to clear Musa alayhi salam from this defect that they accused him of. This is because Musa alayhi salam with Allah is distinguished. He is honored and of high status. And with Bani Israel, he is distinguished. He is of high status. And he is of honor because he is the Prophet of Allah. And Allah wanted to preserve this status for him between the children of Bani Israel. Now this word wajih, we go back to it. The Arabs used to use this word to describe their leaders and the elites of society. And they would say, for example, wajihul qawm. The most prestigious of our people of, or of, of our society. Sahibul Wajaha, for example. They would use this word to describe their ruling elite, their leaders, those they looked up to, those that were supposed to be role models. Why? Because society only accepts the best as leaders. Society, society only accepts the best and the most complete as their leaders and those that they look up to. Now, not necessarily, and those that have defects, sorry, those that have defects and shortcomings, they will not be accepted. Those that have, which is known as unacceptable in society, will never be leaders. They will only accept the most elite. Why? Why? Because this is the nature of people. This is the nature of people. And we're not only talking about physical defects here. In this hadith, or this narration about Musa salam, there was a physical defect, or they, they claimed that he had a physical defect. But it can be any and all defects. Defects in your manners. Defects, defects in your religion. Defects in your social conduct. Defects in your, in your aqidah. Defects in your generosity. And so on and so forth. Anything that you present, forward of defects will be shunned by society. And the more complete you are, and the less defects you have, the more accepted you are, and the more elevated you will be, and the more distinguished you will be. So the more complete a person is, the more he will be accepted as a ruler. The more he will accept, be accepted as a leader. The more he will be accepted and listened to and followed. And on this point, I want to pause it there for a sec and go back to the first verse, Wajihan fi dunya wal akhirah. So we can understand what is meant. From what we just mentioned, can we find from Isa alayhi salam and his story with Bani Israel that which they accused him of and that which they abused him with? We do. We find. That he was accused Two accusations That Allah Azza wa Jal will clear him of One he cleared in this world And one in the next The first accusation Against Isa alayhi salam Is that His mother Is a bad person And he came from zina And Allah cleared him from this Miraculously He spoke in the cup فَأَتَتْ بِهِ قَوْمَهَا تَحْمِلُهُ قالوا يا مريم لقد جئت شيئا فريا يا أخت هارون ما كان أبوك امرأ سوء وما كانت أمك بغيا 
They accused her of doing haram. فأشارت إليه قالوا كيف نكلم من كان في المهد صبيا So she pointed to him and they said how are we going to speak to a baby that's in a cot? قال إني عبد الله آتاني الكتاب وجعلني نبيا to the end of the verses Allah Azza wa Jal cleared him of this this accusation or this defect that Bani Israel tried to attribute to Isa alayhi salam he cleared him miraculously by speaking in the cot. And the other accusation, the other blasphemous accusation from Bani Israel against Isa alayhi salam is they claim that he said that he is a Lord other than Allah. And that he told Bani Israel and instructed them to worship him and his mother other than Allah. And Allah will clear him from this. As we know in the final verses of Surah Al-Ma'idah. وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيسَى ابْنَ مَرْيَمْ أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Did you, oh, before all of creation, Allah will ask him, did you say that take me and my mother as deities other than Allah? And Isa alayhi salam will reply, مَا قُلْتُ لَهُمْ إِلَّا مَا أَمَرْتَنِي بِهِ أَنِ اعْبُدُ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبَّكُمْ I only said what you ordered me to say. And I ordered them to worship you, my Lord and their Lord. So Allah Azza wa Jal will clear Isa alayhi salam from these defects because he's distinguished because he's honored between the people and Allah preserves this honoring and Allah preserves this honoring because he's distinguished and he's honored with Allah Azza wa Jal now from this understanding and from this meaning so we can relate to it and so it can mean something to us I want to share a thought with you I want to share a thought with you you can't be a father you can't be a sheikh you can't be you can't be a proper boss You can't even be a proper Muslim If And you can't expect people to accept you And accept from you If you, do, if you have that which is defined As Islamically and socially unacceptable So if you have characteristics and traits That are socially considered as defects Or Islamically considered as defects You can't be a proper father you can't be a proper role model. You can't be a proper leader. You can't be a proper teacher. You cannot be one of these. And if you are, then you'll only be used as a tool for the wrong. Al-Ahnaf ibn Qais, rahimahullah, he was a leader of his people. He was a leader of his people. And he led them for 40 years. For 40 years, he was the noble. The leader, number one. So he was asked, how did you lead your people for so long without your people rebelling against you or turning against you? So he said to them words, if we understood, we will unlock many meanings. He said, لو عاب الناس شرب الماء لم أشربهم If people were to think ill of drinking water, I will not drink it. I will not drink water if people consider drinking water as rude or socially unacceptable. Meaning he would stay away from everything. Everything that people considered as socially unacceptable, as Islamically and morally unacceptable, he would stay away from it. Anything that was considered rude and disagreeable, anything that was considered as anything that was considered as wrong, he would stay away from. It. Even if it was right, 
Like drinking water. Who considers drinking water as wrong? Who considers drinking water as rude or socially unacceptable? No one. But if people considered that wrong, then he would stay away from it. So, uh, so no one can attribute to him that which will, consider, will be considered as a defect. Thus, rendering his rule and his status between people inconsistent. Now don't look far. Don't look far. Modern day politics, if they have a leader or a person of power and they want to topple him, they look for dirt on him or her. They look, person of zina, he's an alcoholic, he's corrupt. That which is considered a defect. Even physical defects. Oh, he's too old. Oh, he's too frail. Oh, he can't think. And then the next day you find he'll come out or she'll come out and they will resign from their position. Why? Because people do not accept accept that which is the most elite. That which is number one. Now going back to being a father and a brother and a leader and a community leader and a sheikh and a da'i and so on and so forth. No matter who you are, these words are relevant to you. Because somewhere, somehow, you're a person of authority. You're a person of responsibility. You want your son to memorize the Qur'an and be God conscious and pious. But all he knows from you and of you is that you're a person of desire. You want your daughter to be shy and modest and religious. But all she sees from you is the opposite. You want your wife to be loyal to you. But all she sees from you is that you release your eye and your heart to that which is haram. Well, guess what? Your son is not going to be religious. And he's not going to memorize the Qur'an. And your daughter, she's not going to be shy and modest. And your wife, she's not going to be loyal the way you want them to be. You know why? Because they're going to justify not being like that. And they're going to use you, their leader, as a justification for their wrong. Even being a Muslim, even being a Muslim, the bearer of Islam, the one that carries the message of Islam. You're supposed, to conduct, you're supposed to present yourself in the most prestigious of conduct between people, especially non-Muslims. Because then, if you don't, they will use your conduct and say, look how the Muslims are. Look how the Muslims are presenting themselves. Right or wrong, and I'm not justifying that excuse, but this excuse will be used against you or against the religion. So one must be cautious. And wary that as a father, as a brother or an older brother, as a husband, as a leader, as a role model, as someone that is looked up to or supposedly looked up to, you must present yourself with the most prestigious of Islamic and social conduct or else people will reject you and reject from you. And if they don't reject you, reject from you, then know that they're only using you as a tool or as an example to justify their own misconduct. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa as we promised, we will continue today with a mistake or a common mistake from the, prayer, the common mistakes related to the prayer. And today's common mistake is not just related to the prayer, but all acts of worship. A common mistake that some people have related to all acts of worship. And it is the intention. 
Now, noting that the intention is the most important of any act of worship that a, one, that a person produces, only that it is not uttered on the tongue. And this is the mistake. Many people think that they must utter on their tongue the intention for prayer, or for their sadaqah, or for their siyam, or for their wudu, or so on and so forth. Because the intention is located here. This is the origin of the intention. With knowledge is intention. You know that you want to pray. So you get up when it's time. You see, look at the time. You see it's one o'clock. It's time for dhuhr. You get up. You go to the bathroom. You make wudu. You go pray. That's your intention. You know tomorrow is Ramadan, for example. You sleep early so you can wake up early so you can have suhoor. This is your intention. You... Don't have to. And some scholars not only said you don't have to, but they said you should not because this is considered an innovation. So one mustn't utter on his tongue the intention. The intention's place is the heart. And so as long as you produce it in your heart and you produce the acts of worship that you're meant to, then this is sufficient. In Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayuha ladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Inna ka hamidun majid. Wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Inna ka hamidun majid. Allahumma ya sami al-sawt. Wa ya sabiq al-fawt. Wa ya kasi al-ibrahim lahman ba'd al-mawt. Allahumma ghfir lana dhunubana. Allahumma ghfir lana dhunubana. Allahumma rhamna wa tub alayna wa taqabba minna. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات في كرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة